This is a story for anyone everywhere. Do not despair. There is always a silver lining to every story. Now, tonight, my beautiful and positive spirit of my guest coming up will be more of a casual-filled conversation and candor of my guest's journey with cancer, but she will not go there. You'll understand why. Coming up next on The Bob Jeswald Show. Good to have you. Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is The Bob Jeswald Show. My guest so excited to be here, and she just was so, just so positive, so beautiful. That smile, everything about her. It's Christy Mills, everybody. Christy Mills, love you. I love you, I too. just saw I can say, and we love you, and I love you as a Christian sister. I just love you as a person. You possess everything that I wish everybody had, and tonight is a night that everybody can take something away. You know, these podcasts are supposed to appeal to anybody anywhere, and, and you do. I mean, when, you know, the first time I met you, how you just radiated the room. I don't even, I can't remember for Mercedes Benz. I can't remember where we were. We we're doing some that of was that. It. Was it? Mm-hmm. And you, you, you're, a, you have sales background. Christy is a salesperson, natural, because you could tell by your personality, perfect <laughs> salesperson. Now you're in the insurance industry. Yes. So, uh, you know, you worked in broadcast. And so, I mean, this is, this is kind of, but you weren't an on-air personality, right? No, I worked in advertising. Yeah, but you could have been on-air, you know that. I could have. Yeah, on TV, I'm saying. You know <laughs> oh. that was radio. <laughs> I talk too fast. No, but I like that about you, because I'm from New York, and I talk super fast, mm-hmm. too, originally. So, we're both Southerners now, so we have to, you know, say y'all, and we have to take our time, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I, I was thinking, you know, every day you wake up, and you say prayer, whatever it may be, or just anything to just thank God for today and everything that comes your way that's just a true blessing and you recognize it. Some of us just get caught up in the ways of the world. We think we have it so bad. And and I had a guest one time, it was Michael Schlitz. He was, he was my first episode. It said, Bob, he did say something to me. It was interesting. When mm-hmm. I said, I go, for all you people who think you don't have it so bad, and, and Mike was burned over 60% of his body in, in Af, uh, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. He said, Bob, somebody who breaks a leg, that could be the worst thing for them versus me and everybody's experience is different so from their perspective life could be worse than what you think somebody else is going through that's right so how do you measure that kind of thing and that's what he said and i never it kind of resonated with me i thought you know you're right but but i will say again like god you know always tells us think about it and you and i talked about this we when we think we have a bad somebody else always has it worse than you yeah and it's hard it's hard to believe that it's hard Mm -hmm. to believe that but you you would never, you would walk down in front of me at the mall or anywhere. And some of you go, gosh, darn, man, she is just, what a nice lady. And man, she is just perfect. Look at that smile. She's beautiful. Oh. She's got it all going on, full package. You've gone through a lot. And I'm going to let you just take over and first tell us a little bit about Christy, any way you want. And we're going to talk about you and just have a casual conversation okay. with candor and much more. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm going to let you take the floor. Well, of course, I'm Christy. I'm from Phoenix City. I um, went to Central High School. I have a lovely daughter, Amber. She's 32. And I have a son, Rashawn. He's 29. I have four grandboys. Caden um, is 12. Brayden is 9. Eli, his name is Elijah. We call him Eli. He's um, 8. And then Ian, he's 8 months. And I'm sorry, he's 10 months. And he's trying to walk, so watch out. Uh, yes. So my daughter have two, have the oldest two, and then my son have the latter two. Um, my son is married. He just got married May 1st. And my daughter just got engaged the first Sunday in August. So her wedding is going to be in October 2022. So we're planning that now. So we're excited. And um, it's just, <laughs> I, c- I can't ask for anything else. 
you you just glow. That's a blessing for you. You know that this this is just terrific. You you know you look at you and look how young you are and all the stuff you're going through, which is great. And I and it's nice having grandchildren. I have I have two, mm-hmm. uh, but but you know for you to have all these grandchildren around, you got a lot of love around mm-hmm. you, Christy. You got a lot of love around you, and um, it's because you're you're the leader. <laughs> I, I, you really are because you do lead by example. You really do. When you know when we met, we talked, and I always said it, it was funny how some people just click with you. Yes. You know, of course, you know, I, you know, when I first met my wife, I knew she clicked, you know, I knew it was what I was, what I needed, what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But even people you meet in your lives, you, you're going to meet people who you're attracted to for various reasons mm-hmm. because of their personalities. You could say, really, you know, this person, I want to be around them. You are that kind of person. No wonder, you know, that's what you could do. Sales, insurance, whatever you're doing, no matter what you put your finger on, you're going to do great at it. And because people like to be around you, you're fun to be around. And, um, it's, Kind of makes you feel good. It kind of strokes my ego a little bit to be with somebody like, yeah, I'm sitting in there. I'm like, hey, I'm waiting. People are looking. Hey, she said, you know, look at Bob. He's what, you know, but, but it's, it's nice. It's nice to have people like you in the world. We need more people like you. Well, thank you, Bob. I really appreciate that. And not even knowing your background or know what was going on with you, your battles that you have with cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I said this in the beginning, I introduced you, I said, you know, Chrissy Mills had what a battle with cancer, but she doesn't, that def- does not define her in that way. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say. Yeah, because you refuse to let that because mm-hmm. it's not, you're not a victim of cancer. That's right. I'm a cancer survivor no matter what I went through. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's true because you could see it. So being a cancer survivor as you are, which is this amazing, you um, you help other people out. Do you think that was your calling? I do. Yeah, I do. And that's what I always say. Um, you know, not being it once, not being it twice, but being it three times. And I've always told um, God the, the first time, I said, if I ever get through this, um, I'm there for the next person. Because um, when I went through it, I had one person um, to kind of, I guess, guide me through it because she was going through mm-hmm. it. And unfortunately, my dear friend Heather, she passed away. And we was battling at the same time. But first she had it, and then I was listening to her story. And then I got it, and then we was like two peas in a pod. We was in the hospital together. Mm-hmm. Um, we fought together. Um, she was a real dear friend. Um, so now my goal is to always be to help the next person because when you know what you're going through, you know what you're going to be looking forward to, you can know how to prepare yourself and how to handle yourself. And um, I think that's my calling, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. And you're calling just when you meet you, you just got that. Look at her smile. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to put you <laughs> on the spot because when we went out to lunch, a couple, it was over the summer, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you just were, it was that. I, you know, I won't say any, you're allowed to mention restaurants on here. Can we? Okay. Uh, chick salad, chick. Chicken salad, uh, yeah, chick. chicken salad. Chick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause I couldn't remember. <laughs> what was the name of the place where I'm like so stupid about this stuff, but we, we sat outside. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. day. And, um, as it will this weekend too, but the temperature was suitable enough. It was still warm, but yeah. it was just nice. And you know, we're just shooting the, and we just lost track of time a little bit. And my God, you would just, it zipped by really quick. And you're like, geez, we're looking at watch it. Bob, I got to get back. Mm-hmm. I got back to the office, which wasn't far away exactly. from where we were at. And, uh, you know, I said, geez, well, we got to carry this on further. And I mentioned, I said, look, I got this podcast coming up. We'll do it. And finally, we, you know, we finally made it happen. So what else can we talk about, Christy? So I want you to tell people in your best words, again, what, the, th- the cancer is the same cancer, but it comes back not once, but twice. But it, did it spread the third time? Yeah, the third time, that's when it spread. Yeah, it's, when we're talking about mm-hmm. that. So tell us a little bit about that. So, and again, this is not anybody I don't want to do. This is not, Chrissy doesn't, this is not, oh, I feel so sorry for which oh, she's no. not. This is not what we're trying to get mm-hmm. at this podcast today. you got to hear Christy and how she gets around this. And, and even all the stuff that happened in her life, she sits here in front of you today 
with that big smile. So <laughs> tell tell us about about that particular part when you first found out about your first cancer. Okay, and then what I always tell people, um, like you say, no sympathy. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. to tell my story to show that, um, you know, you can beat this. Um, having cancer or diagnosis is not a death sentence. Like everybody be like, oh, Christy got cancer. And I had one of my friends, um, Jennifer Anthony, when I when they had came back, I think the second time, and it, she always told me this story. Um, she called me and said, "Oh, Christy, I'm sorry. I heard you had cancer." And I was like, "What are you sorry for? Uh, I'm gonna be okay." And she was just crying, and she was like, "I'm looking at you, and I'm crying and bawling, and you were just serious, like Jennifer. Mm-hmm. What are you crying for? Um, I'm gonna be okay." And she said, "From that day, from that day on, it gave her strength because she went through some things too." And she was like, "You know what? I sit here and think about Christy." And how she was so strong, and it made her be a stronger person. But um, I, like I, I always say, my daughter is the one who um, I give her credit because she had took a, a, um, a seven-day colon cleansing pill. And she was saying that she had lost like mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 pounds in a week because she had took the pill. And you know how it sure, cleans right. you out. Exactly. So I said, shoot, I need to lose a couple of pounds <laughs> myself. So this so is the trick. This is e- how we exactly. do it. Exactly. Yeah. So I went to um, the, the, um, the nutrition store and got the same pills. And on day one, um, it started cleaning me out, and I had blood in my stool. And I've always heard that that was a sign of cancer if you have blood in your stool. That's right. right. And it was bright red, and it was a whole lot. So I continued taking the pill, and like the third day, it kept getting more and more and more. And people were like, well, maybe you got hemorrhoids, or maybe you're straining. I'm like, no, I'm not straining because it's coming out the easy way. Right. So I called my doctor, and she was like, yeah, come in immediately. So I went to see my primary doctor. Can, can I mention her name? Sure, you can okay. do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Um, Give her Dr. a shout-out. Donna Burrell. I love her to yeah. death. So I came in. I saw her, and she was like, I'm going to send you straight over to a gastro doctor because you shouldn't be having um, that much. Because I had took pictures of it and stuff. Sure, she was like, right. you shouldn't have that much blood in your stool. So um, I went in to see Dr. Um, Therapity. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a gastro doctor. He's my, he happens to be my colonoscopy doctor. Exactly. Is it Shankar? Yeah, yeah. It, well, it was yeah, a therapy. Yeah, Dr. T, we call him. Or, okay, yeah, yeah, Dr. T, yeah. yeah, yeah. As, um, right across from, like, by the hospital. Right by the right, hospital, right, yeah. Right, right, uh-huh. yeah Piedmont, so, right. Yeah, Shankar okay. um, yeah. therapy. So I went to see him for the first time, and he was like, okay, we're going to do a colonoscopy. So we did the colonoscopy, mm-hmm. and before I can wake up good, he already had the pictures of it and he was like I'm just letting you know now um you have a tumor and I think it's cancer he said I wouldn't say that if I wasn't for sure he said I've seen this enough in the way your tumor looks I've seen it enough yeah. and um I'm, before you leave this hospital today I'm gonna go ahead and schedule your appointments because you don't have time to wait because it was already a pretty good size wow. and so um um me and my daughter because my daughter was with me and so we was like she kind of was crying and I kind of was crying silently. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, we're going to do a biopsy, <clears throat> and then we'll call you back and go from there. Mm-hmm. So they, they went ahead and sent me on to St. Francis to get some tests done. And I remember, like it was yesterday, um, when I was coming out of St. Francis from visiting with um, my, the, the surgeon who I was going to be talking to, who was going to be doing everything, I got the phone call. And I was waiting for my car to be valeted. Right. And I was by myself. And I had always said, when I got the answer, I wanted to be with someone. But I guess God made me stronger that day because when I got that call, you know, I was by myself. And I was sitting on the bench waiting for to bring my car. And he was like, the results came back. And, um, you know, you do have cancer. And I just sat there and I just, you know, just stared sure, out in space. Sure. But mm-hmm. I didn't cry. Um, I just said, you know, I'm going to be okay. 
So from that point on, um, I met with my team of doctors. I met with the um, oncologist, Dr. Peter Jang, the best yes, oncologist. Exactly, another. John right. Amos. I love him yeah. to death. I met with him and Dr. Um, Adams, and they got mm-hmm. together and did my treatment plan. It was like because it was already at stage two, okay. it was already aggressive, so they wanted to do an aggressive treatment. So they went ahead and put me on. They wanted to um, do radiation and chemo at the same time. Okay. I would go to radiation every day, five days a week, for eight weeks. And then I would also be doing chemo. But because they wanted to be so aggressive, they was like, let's do the chemo 24 hours a day for seven days. They was, I was going to go home with a, uh, uh, with a, uh, um, with a, uh, a chemo pack. Okay. And they had me hooked up to my arm, to my arm. I had, instead of getting the, um, instead of getting it injected here. Yeah. Cause you usually see it over I, the I chest. I had a pick line. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh-huh. gotcha. They didn't put it in my chest. Did I had a pick it? line. Okay. You gotcha. Uh-huh. So okay. I had it here. And so I was going to have that bag on me for seven days a week, 24 hours, just chemo constantly going in. Mm, hard to comprehend that. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, but of course by that second day, that Monday I was fine. Everybody was like, you okay? Cause they said you was going to have, you know, nausea and, um, diarrhea and all kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm fine. That first day I was fine. Yeah. And then that second day, um, by, I had got up and cooked and everything. So by, I had cooked chicken and ate. So by the time, about 7 o'clock that night, I started getting weak. And I just kept going to the bathroom vomiting. So by that, I think that Wednesday, my daughter, she would come over to check on me every day. Right. And so she was ringing the doorbell. And I didn't know this now. Um, I, she was ringing the doorbell, knocking on the door. I can hear her. But I couldn't move. And um, she was calling me. I, I can see the phone ringing, hear it, but I could not get the phone. So when I finally answered the phone, she was like, Mom, you don't hear me at the door? I'm like, I, I hear you, Emma, but I can't move. And she was like, um, I, was, I was just about, I don't know if she really did it or not. I think she was just playing, but she was like, I'm finna call, because she had called 911 to say that my mom is here and I think something's wrong with her. And she said, I'm going to go ahead and call them a counselor that because I didn't call the police and the 911 thinking you was in here dead. So I got up and went on to the door, and I had a shake. I just couldn't stop shaking. And she was like, um, I'm going to go get the boys, and when I get back, be ready to go to the John B. Amos because I still had to do radiation in the evening. You're going to go that way. So by the time she got back, I was still laying in the same spot. And she was like, Ma, by that time I had started I already talk fast and stutter a little bit, but when I was talking to mm-hmm. her, I was like, can, 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 can you, you know, I had a real bad stutter just that wow. fast. I remember you telling me this, this is uh-huh. crazy. So wow. when we got to the, um, John B. Amos, when, um, when, when I walked in, all the nurses, cause they knew me, you know, I would walk in, you know, dressed up with my mm-hmm. regular clothes on right. my heels, but they say when they saw me, they knew something was wrong because I wasn't myself. So they immediately, um, you know, call, um, they ran tests. They checked my oxygen and just checked everything. And before I know it, I woke, I woke up in their um, hospital. I hadn't passed out. But first of all, I didn't even know they had took me upstairs to um, Dr. Jane to take the um, chemo out because it was affecting my brain, come to find out. It wasn't metabolizing outside of my body. That's what's interesting because if anyone's mm-hmm. listening, going through like this kind of regimen, it was the chemo, yes. not radiation. Uh, it was the chemo just that was affecting chemo. So you, mm-hmm. is it? It wasn't chemo. It wasn't chemo brain. They say it's different because chemo brain. They say is something that gives you that. You know, this is different. Yeah, uh-huh, because um, you can't metabolize this exactly. Stuff. It wasn't coming yeah. out. You're supposed to like, you yeah. know, it comes out of your body when you get it. It's supposed to come in and come out, but mine didn't come out. So it was just staying in my body those three days. It did that much damage just that quick. Um, it affected my brain and 
um, I, it, it, it was like, it just messed me up. So um, when I, they, they ended up calling the ambulance to come and get me from John B. Ames, take me to the medical center. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah, old right. medical center is sure. Piedmont now. Yeah. Um, they took me over there, and it was kind of like, I was kind of like in a coma for like three days. I, I, when, I, when I finally came about, I didn't recognize my daughter. Dr. Jane was asking me who my daughter was. I didn't recognize her. He asked me who he was. I didn't recognize him. So they thought the cancer had spread to my brain just that fast. So they immediately sent me downstairs to um, get CAT scans and all kind of tests. And it was like, well, it, it didn't spread. We don't know what's going on. And he was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never seen this happen to anybody out of all my years practicing medicine. So he called um, some of his um, doctor friends in San Francisco. And um, he's all, he also called some of his doctor friends where he's from, um, China. Okay. Um, so he called some of his friends over there, and they had never seen it before. So, of course, I um, come to find out I had anal cancer. Okay. So, um, same kind of Farrah Fawcett had. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, if people know the story of Farrah Fawcett, uh-huh. any of us around our yep. age, or you know, she she had something like that as well. It's, exactly. it's not a it's, it's not, not a common, common cancer. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was yeah the kind that um, she passed away yeah. from. So, um, I so when so when they did that, they stopped the chemo immediately. So I just had to go through with the radiation. So I still continued my radiation treatment. I did that for a total of eight weeks. I was fine. Everything went good. Then, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was diagnosed um, August 2014. I'm not thinking of September 2014. Okay. I started my chemo and radiation um, the first week in November. So from November to, I think, like January, I did my radiation. So February, you know, I was considered... Um, um, I guess not cancer free, yeah. but it was like the day that I stopped my treatment, and so it was like you know you're through with your you're through with everything. Four months later, no, I'm sorry, eight months later, that's when because I had to get CAT scans every six months. So, so this, I, and it's like they, are those like PET scans they call them, so they can determine if mm-hmm. cancer where your cancer that is. That was or? okay. That was at, once I got the um, colonoscopy. Okay. Then that's when I, they did the PET scan okay. to make sure okay. everything. So it, now we know it's exactly okay. Mm-hmm. So then that's when I did the, the um, chemo and the radiation. So when, I, when they stopped the chemo, I just did the radiation. So in February, everything was fine. Um, I went back to work in April on my birthday, uh, April 10th, 2015. 15 now, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I was out from November to April. So then I went on back to work thinking everything was fine. I even had my special, I had got me a specialized cancer tag. The mm-hmm. date was um, 2-8. I had, it was 2, I'm sorry, 2-13, and then KBE for my grandchildren's initials, Caden, nice. Braden, and Eli. That's so awesome. I was dedicating it to them. We're lovely names. Eight months later, um, when I got another, my other um, CAT scan, three more tumors had came back to the same exact spot. So they did another biopsy, and that one in that same spot was cancer again. And so Dr. Adams was like, well, Christy, remember I told you when we first did, when I first met you, I told you if it ever came back, you would probably have to get a permanent colostomy. I said, I do remember that. But I never thought that if, if it came back, it would be eight months later. So when he immediately said, well, you want to live or you want to die, that's exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. I said, well, how soon can we do the surgery? You know, that's all I say. So no brainer at this no point. No brainer. Because a lot of point. people are like, um, uh, I just, you know, it's, th- that's a big decision for anybody's yeah. listening. You know, if you do that, you're, you're talking about a colostomy yeah. bag mm-hmm. and you're not going to, you're, you're not going to, you're 
rectum's never exactly. you're not going to use that area anymore. Exactly. <clears throat> so um, he was like, um, you know, we're going to have to take uh, the way the cancer was and the spot it was in. He can do the surgery, but in order for him to go and get everything out, and make sure cl- rid of exactly everything. Get out of everything. Right. So uh, I don't have an anus or a rectum, mm-hmm. and he was just like, just if you want to live, that's what you got to do. So I said, I, guess, I mean, at that point, surgery? it's it's kind of like no-brainer. it's a no brainer at that mm-hmm. point. And, and you know, knowing that that you did that, we had the CT scan before, so we know it hadn't spread, so he hasn't gone to exactly. stage two or three or four or anything beyond mm-hmm. the second cancer that we saw in the same place. So you're feeling at this point. Was there anything like, what could I have done differently? Or did they say, how did it, how did it come about? Is it genetics? Do we even know? It's like, asked, people got to know. This I, I is asked, just a... I asked that soon when I first got cancer. I asked Dr. Jang, and he was like, um, you know, everybody have cancer cells in their body. It's just yours came out. Mm-hmm. And just yours happened to come out, you know, in your um, anal. You know, I mean, back there. So it was nothing that... And so when they came back the second time, I was in stage four. So I was already in stage four cancer. So I already knew... Oh yeah, we gonna do this surgery, and I just gotta just adjust to it, mm-hmm. get used to it, yep. do what I have to do. So um, I had the surgery December 9th, two thousand fifteen. Okay, and it was a gruesome surgery. It was awful. I mean, it, it was I was in so it can't much be pain. Ple- they cannot be pleasant. It, it You're removing that area down mm-hmm. there every time you strain, exactly. you move, or what? I mean, I can't even I can't comprehend that. Exactly. So, of course, when um, because I had the, the pain down here in the back. Right. Then I had the pain in my stomach because, you know, they had to cut me from here to all the way down right. to go in and to, you know, re, we gotta, we rework gotta re, that. Rework the whole thing. got to rework the yeah. whole thing in my stomach. Yeah. So I did that. <clears throat> you know how the, the, the normal wear, I'm going to say wear and tear. Because right. when you sit down, because I still have to sit down on my bottom to, sure. to urinate. Right. Right. So as you're sitting down to urinate, sitting in the car, sitting in the chair, even though I have the stitches back there, and I'm sitting down, um, your you know your buttocks still kind of so you spread. need like a, like a donut. I, I did have a donut, yeah. but that didn't help. So so my um, stitches started coming loose. So me and my, me and my daughter was like, um, I'm just, can I be? Honest? You could be no. This okay, be for, so I mean, we was like, this is, what's that smell? Yeah. And so I would go to the bathroom. So when I go to the bathroom, uh, it was like the drainage because I didn't at the time right. I didn't know the stitches was coming to loose. And um, it was the stuff coming out of me, coming out of my the hole that was right. now because it, it was opening up. And so I immediately, um, we took a picture, and I sent it to my doctor's right. nurse, and he sent it to her, and he was like, oh, no, you got to um, come in. So I went in like, he was out, of, I think that's like on a, a Friday. He's like, you're going to come worst in. Worst time this can happen. Exactly. He was out of town. He's out of town. He was it's out a of weekend town. coming up. We're golfing. Yes. We're not and around. that's exactly what he was <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> It's just always a thing. They're golfing, yes. Yes. So, um, um. So they just said. So I wore the pin for the next for the weekend because gotcha. the stuff was you have coming to. out. It's like a, you had like a like a you know you got a diaper basically. Exactly. Yeah. So I went and bought the yeah. pins and I had that on, and you know of course still, I'm living. So yeah. I, I, I've never really I never questioned God. I never really complained. I was in pain, but I never said why me, and I never will say why me. Um, so anyway, so Dr. Adams came back into town. I met with him that Monday, and. Like, we had the surgery, like, two days later. Uh, it was an emergency surgery. So we had the surgery, I think it was, like, December 23rd. Okay. So my, the initial surgery was December 9th. Right. So December 23rd. So we're getting before I was admitted. Christmas. Exactly. Not the best so, time of year to be uh-huh. doing this. Right. So I spent Christmas in the hospital. Right. So all of my family and friends, they came to the hospital and 
um, brought me my gifts. We opened up gifts at the hospital. We all, it was like Can you imagine if this was 2020? Fast and, forward. Ooh, Jesus oh, Jesus, Lord. God. I'm telling you. And that's, and that's all I thought about last year. I said, I just thank God that I didn't have to go through it, but I was feeling sorry for the people who are going through it. Is there somebody else out here right now yes, going through it? and they didn't have nobody with them. Right. You know, I would have my... Oh, the nurses and everybody, they knew my children. They would yeah. bring an extra bed in there. My children and my grandchildren would stay at the hospital. They would spend a the night. They were there with me. Now with COVID, those days are gone. They're, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. So um, I had the surgery. So I had to end up, um, the hole in my bottom side was about this big. Oh and so he said um, it would take, you know, six to nine months to, to, close, to up close up yeah. if I didn't get a, uh, a wound vac machine. So I had to end up wearing a wound vac machine for, uh, I think it was only like two, Two to three months, and I, you know, the machine and it. What what, is, what does it actually do? Let people know because it's uh-huh. it connects it. It's it's exactly it's cleaning it. It's doing it's, it's cleaning it. Yeah. and it is like it's like a, a sponge, and they insert the sponge in, into the hole, and then they connect it like the, this tube mm-hmm. thing that goes from the um the sponge inside my in, inside the hole, right? And then it connected to this machine, and the machine automatically when Draw. you turn it on, it like just say like it draws it. Okay, and it draws the the um. The inf- the um the stuff out of the that's it's almost like in, like a little vacuum like a it's like, like a vacuum, vacuum exactly vacuum, yeah, okay. and it's also closing the wound up because without okay. that wound back machine it would it would close up normally right. which would take a long time so each day that machine would just do that so I had to have a home health nurse come to my house twice a week I never thought I in in I would have to, I was at the time I was forty. 45. I did want to ask your age. I was 44. Dylan, I didn't want to ask your age, <laughs> our, our director. I was, I was 44 when I first got <coughs> you diagnosed. You said it, but it's, you're young. And I was young. Could I just ask this too, Christy, because mm-hmm. it sort of begs a question. Up to this point, did you ever have a colonoscopy? Just general. Oh, yeah. Matter of okay. fact, I had a colonoscopy <clears throat> one year prior to that, and nothing was there. So that's, that's, why Dr., um, that's why Dr. Therapy said it had to This is weird. Become, if you didn't have it a year before, and I just did this, exactly. and now you're having blood? What just the? like that. So it had came... Oh, and, and the blood, that it was because when it was all the stuff was coming out, when yeah. I took the pill, yeah. it was pressing against the tumor, making the tumor bleed. So that's where the blood was coming from. That's what I was trying to figure out. What makes it, because you think, when they say lesion, you think of like mm-hmm. a cut. It's, that's not what they mean by lesions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to get was, educated with a, that. Uh, it was, it was like, a little, like a little tumor. And wow. when it was coming out, it was pressing against it. So that showed you how much was coming out. If it was you didn't do that with your daughter, I'm telling you. if you didn't try to do this crazy weight loss thing exactly, <laughs> and take a pill. Exactly. <clears throat> I would have never known because I, I didn't have no symptoms at all, Bob. Isn't it bizarre when you hear stories like that and how that is what, because we don't know, time was of the essence. Yeah. You would have waited another six, seven months. You might no, may not be talking right now. I would have waited another because I think I only had a colonoscopy at that time. Um, the first time. No, you know what? Yeah, I, I did have one for some okay. other reasons. And, but I wasn't going to have another colonoscopy until I turned 50. Sure, right. Because that's when most people exactly. now they reduce. I hear mm-hmm. now they're saying the age is getting back. It's, it's getting younger and younger. Younger now. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in the second half yeah. hour because I, I, I want to finish. And I'm sorry because we need to understand yeah. all this you're going through. And then we're going to talk about second half hour. Like, how does this happen? What are you doing to prevent it? And we'll okay. talk about good, healthy eating and all that good stuff. But go go back and, and tell me now. So what, Okay, okay, so... so um, so I was the wound back machine. So I, the home health nurse come to my house um, twice a week. They would come in and they would change the, um, you know, like, ch- like change the, the bandage. And then I was only allowed to shower twice a week. So that's when mm. I really realized you can't take anything for granted. I, t- I was, you know, you, t- you take a shower for granted. So when they would take that, uh, undo my machine and I would take my shower, nurse would be like, just stay in there as long as you want to because 
I would be in there for like 30 minutes just in the shower. You not be for another week. Because it would be like another there. week before I get back in mm-hmm. there. But you just take advantage of that stuff. And um, my daughter, she say now that she's an honorary RN because she was there to help me out. And luckily, my daughter-in-law, she's an RN, and she was oh. there to help out too. So thank God that I had a, a – a, matter of fact, she's, she's right. almost going to get – she's going to be a nurse practitioner. So I had a doctor in the family already. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. So she helped me out a lot also. So – I got through that. Um, the wound closed up. Thank God. Yeah, amen to that. But I, then, I, I bet you really pre- pleased. Exactly. Yeah. So then, I ha- it was time to get my next CAT scan because I get those every mm-hmm. six months. Then I got the, the news that um, they saw a spot on my liver. So then I'm like, Lord Jesus. So I went on in again, and they said, Yeah, the cancer have come back, and now it's spread to your liver. So it was like, now we're gonna have to do surgery to remove the cancer from your liver. And then once we do that, we're going to do some more chemo. And that's when I started getting nervous because I already knew what the chemo did to me the first time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, every type of cancer have a certain type of chemo. And with um, anal cancer, there was only like two or three different chemos you can take. The two that I was taking was um, 5-FU. It's called fluoroseal. And then um, I can't, I'm going to think of the second one when okay. I get through. But the, fl- the 5-FU is the one that affected me. And that's what I've learned from this too, you know, and, and even in my life and stuff, my father-in-law who, who died of colon cancer, mm-hmm. it, it got to his liver and, and that was it. Yeah. But that's still called anal cancer for yeah, you. Exactly. People got to understand it just exactly. because it spreads to go over that's this right. organ, that organ, yeah. it's still anal cancer. It's yeah, so, it and it's got to be treated. That's so hard to comprehend because yes. each cancer has its own little code. So that's right. Exactly. So um, I, I had the surgery June 1st and, um, Dr. Jane was like, once you um, heal for two months, then we're going to immediately go into the, um, um, I'm sorry, I had the surgery with Dr. Mm-hmm. Adams. Matter right. of fact, if you notice my Facebook, the cover picture yeah. with me and Dr. Adams, yes. I've had that picture there since 2014. Because, um, you know, with, of course, God's grace, but led mm-hmm. through, you know, with Dr. Adams, this is why I'm sitting here. So I've, I, I said I'd never change that picture with him and Dr. That's Adams. That's so important. I, mm-hmm. I remember you saying that. Yeah. When I see that, I remember that exactly. every time. Exactly. So, and how about now? He looks so different because he's lost weight. He, I call him Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so go to work. Christy Mills' Facebook right now. And it's there's only one. It's not, she sounds like she'd be a music artist. That was Stephanie Mills. But I'm thinking, Christy Mills, if you, it's just Christy Mills. Exactly. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. And if this is WRBL.com, this is a visual podcast there. So you can go to the Bob Jeswald show at WRBL.com. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to f- visually see Christy if you want to try to find her. Because there's a lot of Christy Mills out there. If you search it now on Facebook, yeah. wherever you're listening on the podcast, but most of the podcasts are all, you know, audio. But, but mm-hmm. if you want to see the vi- video of this right now, I'm sorry, I just had to interject okay. that. Somebody may say, I want to see this lady. <laughs> she okay, but go ahead. Okay, so um, so I, I had the surgery. And then for, um, two months later, um, that's when Dr. Jane said, we're going to do some more chemo. So immediately, I started to get a little nervous because of what happened the first time. and I, And I honestly think... Um, this is just my opinion. Right. I think the cancer came back so quick because I didn't get a chance to get all of my chemo. Because remember, they had to stop it. I forgot about that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because know, um, of the it wasn't it wasn't metabolizing exactly, and what it know. did to you. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's still so that second cancer. I was assuming that you did, but you you that first brown mm-hmm. is when we had to stop. So they still haven't found the chemo of choice yet. Because um, you know the radiation is to shrink the tumor. Chemo is to kill the cells. Right. So even though it shrunk the tumor, of course, because I didn't get the chemo that I was supposed to get, to me, the cancer was still there because it sure. didn't kill the cells. So I ha- so it's um, 
It came, it's, that's when it came back the second time. And then the third time, he was like, we're going to try this chemo again. So um, they started the chemo again, but this time, Dr. Jane said, we're going to do it in the hospital. So if it starts to do it again, we'll be here to catch it. So it won't affect you as bad as it did. Oh, the first time, I had to... Um, Go to, I had to go to physical therapy to learn how to walk again. Oh I had God. to. It's um, so hard to believe all that. Yeah, I, mean, I had to come home with, a, from, with yeah. a walker. Right. So, you know, like I said, you never thought you would do this, but that's why you, you don't take life for granted. And I never talked, I never took life for granted, but it's just the little small things that mm-hmm. you do take that you don't think it'll happen you to remember. you because you're yeah. young. Right. Um, 40, my mom, my mom died at 47 from a, from a massive stroke. And my goal was to let me live past 47. So when I was 44, again, diagnosed with cancer, I'm like, like am oh, I going to die young? Way, am I going to be under exactly. my mom's age? For exactly. Get, oh, that's for that's what on. I did think. So um, so I, so when we go to do the chemo again, they were like, we're going to go ahead and do, put you in the hospital, and we're going to watch you um, for at least four to five days. Because the chemo, the, the fluorocell chemo, you have to get that for 24 hours. Okay. And then they would change that one out and give me the other chemo, and I would take that for like 12 hours. So Dr. Jane told them, if you see any sign that she's getting ready to have some kind of reaction, call me immediately. So exactly like last time, on that second day, I started stuttering again. And I started um, vomiting profusely. My auntie was my auntie had came from South Carolina to be with me, my first chemo treat, because, you know, my mom wasn't there, so she wanted to be there Mm -hmm. with me. And so when they saw what was happening, Dr. Jane pulled the chemo immediately. He was like, you can't do this. So he was like, well, we're going to just try you on breast cancer chemo and just pray that it do something, that it do some kind of damage to get the sales. People got to understand at this juncture, this is life or death. Mm-hmm. The cancer is now in your liver. And when you hear that and people see that, it's not, it's not liver cancer. Again, it's anal cancer, but it's in the liver. It's going to mm-hmm. start going through the body. Exactly. We got to stop it. That's chemo, right. as you're saying, is the only thing that's going to eradicate this cancer. Mm-hmm. But you need this particular treatment. Yep. There's no, because you have no tolerance or you can't metabolize it. And now there's like searching, what are we going to do? Because you're thinking, if I can't get chemo, yeah. uh, this, this cancer is going to keep going spreading, on spreading, keep spreading to the point where I can't, then I'm done. That's right. But the, now you're getting into another approach, thinking out of the box. So what does he do now? So now he's like, well, we want to give you something, some type of chemo. So we're going to try you on breast cancer chemo. Uh, he was like, well, um, you know, you're going to lose your hair. I said, I don't care about no hair. Yeah, at this you know, point, we don't have... I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I love the way you and, say that. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I, I got the breast cancer chemo. So I would have to get hospitalized. Every three weeks, I would go in the hospital for like four to five days at a time to get the chemo so they can just watch me. Because cause, uh, one doctor, um, um, he was like, if you, if you keep affecting your brain, you, you can have a stroke. And because we was able to um, reverse it this first time, Next time, we may not be as, um, you know, lucky yeah. and to have it switch back and, you know, you get back to normal. So I, w- I would go into the hospital. And luckily also at the time, I was with Davis Broadcasting, and um, Mr. and Mrs. Davis was like, take all the time you need, get well, you have a job when you come back. So I always thank them sweet, for that. Got it. Mm-hmm. Good people. So sweet. Mm-hmm. You I know, finals locally, family-owned exactly. businesses owned anymore. Like exactly. This. Yeah. So um, I went through that from, um, from August 1st to December. In, in and out of the hospital every three weeks. Um, I had my last chemo treatment this December 2016. Okay, so um, my doctor told me I have a chronic disease now because it's like just like heart disease. Right. You're gonna always kind of have cancer, 
but it's right now it's it's under wraps. Yeah, we're it's, managing it's, it. We're managing we're, yeah, it. We're just yeah. and so that's why you have to get CAT scans every six months. I see my oncologist every three months. Uh, I get all the tests and blood work every you know every three months just to make sure it's under control. So when it do rear its ugly head again. They're on top of it. And luckily, I, I tell everybody I have the best team. I, I would hate to have to move somewhere and go to another doctor. I think I'd just be on a plane coming back here just to see Dr. James, Dr. Adams, Dr. Burrell, Dr. Therapity. Um Oh, and then I had to end up seeing, oh, my bad. I had to end up back up. That's okay. Um, the first time when the chemo had affected me so bad. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, the first, I'm sorry. Yeah, the first time mm-hmm. um, I had a, uh, a VTAC. That's where the, the stage right before your heart stopped beating because the chemo had affected my heart just that fast. And they, want, they was worrying that I was going to have a heart attack and a stroke because the chemo had just did that much damage those little two, three days just that fast. So I had to wear a heart monitor for two months. Um, and then I ended up having an enlarged heart. And I didn't think about this, but when you think about this, because my heart was working extra hard, mm-hmm. just like when you go to the gym and work out, the Makes more sense. you work out, the bigger your muscles get. Heart is one big muscle. So my heart was beating so fast, um, it caused my heart to enlarge. We don't want an enlarged heart. We exactly. want big biceps and, exactly, and everything but else, but we don't heart. want a large heart. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, so that was another thing. So I had to take medicine for that for a while because to kind of slow my heartbeat down because it was just going too fast. Um, so it's just... I just thank God. You, but with some mate, Chrissy, through this whole thing, you're you're a go getter, you're a troubleshooter, no nonsense, mm-hmm. hit it head on. That's let's right. tackle this thing, all hands on, with all the doctors and everybody who surrounds you. Mm-hmm. Which I would think you, I know you think of them as family, Doctor Adams, right there on yeah. your Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, and giving them all the credit. It, it's a lot of it is your mental position on all this. It's a yeah. space that you're in. And I know you have your faith. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. question about it. People can sum this whole podcast up in one simple thing. Well, she's got her faith. That's okay. Right. And it's true. But it's the way you, you live it, though, too. A lot of us have our faith, but a lot of times we keep drifting back and forth. But you always maintain the course through this whole thing. And because I always maintain a smile. Smile. Uh, you, and that's every... No, I'm not kidding. That's what I said about you. Mm-hmm. you it's that daggum smile of yours that catches everybody. You, yeah. you pull everybody in with that. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's it's just a, it's remarkable because you're just like it's a reason why I know you live past your mom's age and you're yeah. going to continue to do just mm-hmm. that, but to get to this point, so the chemo for breast cancer is working, yeah, and now we're talking we're talking five six years yes, yeah I'm fifty one now you're young mm-hmm. still young I'm still young still and I still young. got a long way to go and you got grandkids that's to right. deal with and you're probably gonna have mm-hmm. great grandkids yeah that's very right. before you know it mm-hmm. so I mean this this is amazing and we didn't bring it up either I mean you you are single mm-hmm. now you you had you know for being people understanding they're here Chrissy's single by herself she's in it and going through all this there's not but your family got you through it too that's you had right. everybody there it's all pre-covid if whenever anyone's listening to this if it was during COVID, I, c- I can't even imagine. I wouldn't. But I, I know you would. I know I, I, you. I would have made it, you but would I would have been, I would just would have been so upset. Yeah. I would have been lonely. I would have yeah. been, because um, I would have been thinking, Lord, I don't want to die alone. Right. And think of that kind of perspective mm-hmm. in this day, because there are other Christy Mills out there. Maybe they they don't have the problem with that type of chemo, yeah. but they're they're dealing with, you know, right now, alone in a hospital. That's right. Um, and it, and this during this time that we're talking about, Pray that if this whoever's listening to this podcast, if it's two years after twenty twenty one or whatever, and we've right. got this pandemic under control, but it's never going away. Mm-hmm. But it, it's going to be another flu type thing. But just to know that 
you know, think about somebody being in these beds by themselves and you were able to do that. But I know your story and the way you talk about it is going to help somebody. And I think you're helping someone right now as we, yeah. as we speak, which is, which is fantastic. And the main thing is, but yes. I tell everybody, you got to stay positive. You got to remain positive. No negativity. Nope. Um, you're not a tear person. Either. Exactly. I got, I had a, Pull back the reins a little. I'm so easy <laughs> to choke up and start crying. And when mm-hmm. you know, I had lunch with you. I I knew I just can't go there. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I said it because you won't let anyone. You, you go have to there. be strong. You mm-hmm. have to be strong. And there were many nights. Trust me, there was many nights that when I would lay in bed when I um when I was in so much pain when it came back the second time and um I didn't I, I didn't realize that I could live um, with a permanent colostomy because I, I I I didn't know anybody. Matter of fact, well, my uncle had just passed. Mm-hmm. He had um, prostate cancer, and he had, matter of fact, he was, Dr. Adams was his doctor. Too also. many men are dying. It's one of the yeah. leading ca- cancer deaths for men, and it's, it's so preventable, yeah. so yeah. preventable. And yeah. I, I just didn't know anybody and talk to anybody because when he got it, it wasn't like I can talk to him about it because at that time he was already kind of sure. going down. So I, I didn't know anybody who I can talk to and ask questions about mm-hmm. it. So Google is everybody's best friend. <laughs> I would Google everything and yeah. um. I just just read up and watch yeah. videos. I chuckle about that because we always say, you know, don't don't go to Doctor Google. You know, your oh. regular doctors will tell you that. But exactly. You're, but if you're you're someone who's very savvy, you've been through it. Mm-hmm. You kind of know how to sort through the the, the, right. the crap. That's how right. to say it. You know what what's good and what's not, mm-hmm. and you kind of find the good stuff in the middle. So you're able to do that. You navigate through that. Yeah. But you've you changed. You're looking at things differently. We're at this time. You know, again, you're in remission with this. Um, you're you're keeping the cancer under wraps. You know, you're yeah. going to have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Are we? You know, and I'm not even going to speak it into that's any right. existence because it's not going to. Because I know that's not what's going to happen with you. What things are you doing now that you feel that even nutritionally or anything else? I mean, I know you're 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 trying to approach things differently. So, what are you doing to try to keep Chrissy as bright and beautiful, healthy skin, look at you, normal looking, cover girl style? <laughs> but yeah, you're ready. But you're ready to you know, and and you've got a great job. I mean, you know, you're working for I don't know. I can give him a shout out. Corey Lindsay, Corey State, Lindsay Farm. State Farm. Mm-hmm. Is he's who awesome. Represent. Also, like when I have because I still yeah. have so many doctor's appointments. Yeah. Um, and what he's allowed me to do is on Mondays I work on one o'clock, one to five every Monday. Yeah. Because that's my like Monday mornings are when I go to my daughter's appointments. And so he was like, but Christy, do whatever you have to do. And like sometimes I can't get in in the morning. And so he was like, well, whatever time you need to go, if you have to go, you know, in the evening time, just let me know and just take out of here and you go. So again, I, I have a, another great boss where, um, you know, he's understanding and he want to make sure he know I'm, I'm he, he know I'm, a, um, I'll be on top of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Any little symptom. Another thing too, Anything that your body is doing different, go to the doctor. That means that something is going on. And imagine if I had to listen to them people, oh, you just have hemorrhoids or you're just straining, you'll be yeah. okay. And, and just don't go to the doctor. Imagine what would have happened. Thank so you for every that. little I, thing. So don't be bold, especially men listening yeah, to this right now. Men. I'm sorry, I, I can say it. Yeah. I mean, we're just stupidly stubborn sometimes. Yeah. And for what reason? To just. Talk to your dad. There's nothing mm-hmm. beneath that. There's nothing wrong with it. That's right. Don't be uncomfortable. And I think with you sharing this right now, tells people how important colonoscopies are. Oh, yes. And do them. Don't be afraid to do them. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about things very personal, and I appreciate you sharing it, mm-hmm. but because it's a reality of life. I mean, let's, this is why this is frank. I That's said right. this, this podcast is frank and mm-hmm. true, and, and, and you got to know that in order to, to be able to get passed into the next stage. Don't get squeamish about it and all yeah. this kind of stuff it's 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 the it's a real deal yeah. do do you find yourself now um 
are you approaching anything differently through diet or oh, anything? Yeah. yeah, tell us um, about some of that because I, I know that's got to be something. Well, that Dr. Zhang was so funny because yeah. oh, um, I ended up getting chemo neuropathy also because the chemo affected my nerves. So I ended up getting um, chemo neuropathy in my hand, mm. my legs, and my feet. So it's and like having a tingling or no exactly, feeling. Exactly. Like oh, both oh, of them. Both and like off. a burning. Yeah. And it's um, my grandchildren. Um, they hate to get in the bed with me and my daughter. Like they come to my house. Mm-hmm. They know not to touch my feet or touch my leg. Oh, you're going to I'd be like, get out. That That's not pleasant. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and, pe- and people that just don't know, imagine your skin being pulled back mm. and all your nerves are there. So imagine somebody touch you. It's like you don't have the skin there to protect the nerves, and they just straight touch your nerves and oh, the feeling that is. And when I first started getting it, this is how I know like I started. shingles or something. Exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah, it's like. Yeah. Um, and, only, and the only reason why Dr. Jane only – um, he, I had to do six rounds of chemo, and the only reason he stopped it at the sixth round because the chemo neuropathy was getting so bad because that brings it on. Mm-hmm. Because one time I was driving, and it's like my brain was telling my feet, it was a car in front of me to press the gas, but um, my feet wouldn't move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. And luckily, as soon as I got up on that car, I was able to press, even up nobody but God. So I pressed yeah. the, the brake. And before I knew it, my foot had came off the brake. I did not know it. I can have the remote control in my hand. I'd be watching TV, and it'll just fall out my hand. Well, it's, it's like when you hear neuropathy, you know, with somebody exactly. neuropathy or radio, mm-hmm. you know, um, having kind of stenosis or, or exactly. pinched nerve or whatever. Mm-hmm. These are some of the symptoms that happen that are mm-hmm. acute. When they're acute like that, the first thing you think, I got something wrong with my spine. Yeah. But in your case... This is damage from the chemo. Exactly. So yeah. now we have another component. Another thing. problem. So I had to end up going to a, yeah. um, a neurologist. So um, I, w- um, I went to him, and I was on um, Neurotin and Gabapentin and all kind of medicines to help that. But it also give you, I was already having a chemo brain from and, the chemo. That's the chemo brain. Like Gabapentin makes you get some crazy dreams. Ooh, yeah. child, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not good. Yes, so yes, Some yes. of them might be, but not most of them are not. Mm-hmm. I had and to take that. of course, I gained yeah. some weight because yeah. I was down for two years because right. I had the, the three cancers. From 14 to 16. So from two years, I was down. I was either I was in the hospital, recovering from surgeries. Oh, I forgot to tell you this right here. Okay. Jason, we missed Another this. surgery. So I love it. Yeah, tell when me about I, um, August, what is it now, 21? 21, yeah. August September, 2019. Yeah, because I had the colostomy, because I had gained weight, my other organs was trying to push out of the the incision. You never, I would never think, yeah, it makes I sense. Had the, yeah. Um, you know, what was sure. the, my colon is sticking out of my stomach. Right. So when I gained weight, it was pushing down on other organs to trying to, and so it was making them trying to come out that hole. Oh, my gosh. So, I, so on the like side, I had like a like a grapefruit sitting on yeah, here because I sure. ended up getting a hernia. And that's what a hernia would be, right? Exactly. The, the intestine is coming out of your, exactly. out of your, an opening. So it got so bad. Um, I was in so much pain one day. I just, I just couldn't, I ended up going to the emergency room. So I went to the emergency room. I was there. I called my boss and said, I got to go to the hospital. So I drove myself to the emergency room. I was there for like 12 hours. And um, they took tests and stuff. And it was like, oh, yeah, it's bad. It got so bad that it was starting to strangle my intestines. And that's not good either. So I had to end up having an emergency surgery. It gangrene. I mean, exactly. anything can come out of that. Yeah. So Dr. Adams got there. He was like, you got to have emergency surgery. Either I can do it tonight. But first of all, he did. He was able to push push it back in. And oh, that my, couldn't have been pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. My daughter was recording Whoa, it. And, uh, I can feel your <laughs> daughter. She, she, yeah. You said she's just like this kind of, she's a bestowed nurse. Exactly. She should become a nurse. I think. Exactly. <laughs> so she pushed it back in. Yeah. It was so painful. So he was like, either we can do the surgery 
right now tonight. But I prefer to have because you know, like emergency room. He he mm-hmm. gotta use their their team. Sure, right. He's like, but I want to use my team. So if you can wait, let me go and schedule it. So we scheduled like for like two days later. So I had to end up having another surgery. Mm-hmm. I was in the hospital for like five days, and um, so now I had to try to keep my weight down because so they ended up putting the um, the, the mesh and the hernia. Yeah, mesh I've seen yeah, you see you see it all the time. The commercials, commercials all the time. Now yeah. they're getting recalled and everything. Yeah, and so I was nervous about that because oh, yeah. I see the commercials yeah. all the time about if you have the hernia mesh, yeah. you're entitled and to some money. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we just help her out just a little bit? Exactly. She deserves a little bit more than what she can, especially mm-hmm. not you don't want to have some kind of what do you call the um when, when the lawsuits are so big you get yeah. two bucks out of the whole thing because exactly. three hundred thousand other people are doing it mm-hmm. too. But the so here you're you're I know you're going through all this right now, but it's it's like what else is next, right? Exactly. And you just get ready to take on the next the next challenge. You're doing something. You what are you doing now? Oh yeah. I'm, so now I'm watching. I'm kind of. I am watching what I eat. I still eat some fried foods here and now, but I have. I've lost forty pounds. Yeah, and look at her Facebook. I'm telling you. Look, Christy Mills, I'm going to say this again, <laughs> her Facebook, come to WRBL's podcast, plays on first. You can go to Spotable, mm-hmm. spot, Spotable, Spotable, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, he's getting, this guy here, my producer's going to shoot me. He goes, Bob, you're killing me on this stuff because I'm giving shout outs on other platforms here. You can go to iHeart or, or you can go to uh, Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, the podcast play zone. And, uh, you, you know, you can go to Apple and you can hear us, but you have to go to WRBL podcast mm-hmm. to the show and look at Christy. That's the fit. You'll see her because she's recognizable. And on that, that right, Christy Mills, so we can see on her Facebook. We should probably have something sub underneath, right? Oh, Christy yeah. Christy Mills, like <laughs> like Christy Mills, the, you know, I, I, I tackle everything with, exactly. with Grace or something like that. Mm-hmm, that you have to do. Yeah, because what you're doing, you're avoiding. So, you know, of course, you, you're, you're going to have a little fried foods. You're doing certain mm-hmm. things. But somebody's cut back. Got, yeah, you cut back. Because you could see when you lost that weight on there. Mm-hmm. That's what shocked me. I hadn't seen you. I'm one of my colleagues, uh, Teresa. Whitaker, I, I just said to her, and I said, I said, man, do you see Chris the other day? She says, you're not kidding. I go, what the <laughs> heck did she just do? That's she my girl. Yeah, and she just thinks the world she loves you. But I couldn't believe, I go, this is a great transformation. I go, this mm-hmm. cannot be somebody who went through all this. This yeah. is what I want to convey now as we kind of wrap it up. I mean, you, you know, people are listening to this, and even as you tell, and I think it's therapeutic for you to do this mm-hmm. as well, isn't it? Yeah, you it were is. worried when you first came. You go, Bob, I'm kind of nervous. I'm trying, I'm like, not yeah. you. But look how... You, you can, we can go for five hours on this. Mm-hmm. And I had to lose weight because I was beginning to be, I was pre-diabetic. I was borderline. And my doctor was like, we do not want to put you on insulin. So you have no. to lose this weight. Right. Because with that weight, you know, when, when the cancer can come back for real and you can become a diabetic and one thing after another. So I had to lose. So I just um, eat twice a day now and I just watch what I eat. What do you how many meals a day can you eat when you have a cl- uh, you know a colostomy? Or you can you can eat as much as you so want. So it's irrelevant. You just say we have yeah, to change out your b- bag or, and empty it. I just empty it, yeah, and I only awesome. change it like uh, like by twice a week. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh wow! So that's it's even better because I'm oh, thinking yeah. back. I worked as a nurse's aide years ago mm-hmm. in a hospital. I remember having it felt like I had to change it often or frequently, oh, no. but you don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you have a normal. I mean, and fact, and, I st- and I still can do you know, everything that I've yeah, done before. No, it doesn't change anything it don't change you did before. Anything. No, it doesn't. And even and now certain foods. Uh, affect me sometimes like now like popcorn yeah that seems like yeah anything they're hard to digest uh yeah i can see that Mm -hmm. i can see that do you still you don't get a colonoscopy anymore but do you still get like some still in a sense you could still call a colon because it is Uh, your colon you still still got your upper yeah he still go into the he just go into my stomach and so he still because my colon is still here yeah okay instead of there so he still go into my stomach how much do they take out 
about roughly quite a few. I mm-hmm. think they took a, a lot out. Yeah, mm-hmm. big ch- but but that's what's remarkable. You don't realize that you could take so much out, and you're, you still, still have live. so much and still. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Who'd ever even think of that? Yes. Um, think about years ago too, like where technology has come, mm-hmm. and because you were aware. You thought about it. You didn't take the quick answers like somebody just saying, oh, yeah, I got a hemorrhoid. You got this and that. Because yeah. that would I would make me think the yeah. same thing. But anybody, if we take walk away from this conversation today, too, anything unusual with your body or just your fluids or anything else, you know, there's blood. That's Number right. one, that's always go to your doctor. To doctor. It's worth spending a copay for, right. a, a, for more years on this planet Earth so mm-hmm. you can enjoy your family and, and, and everything else, which you've done. Do you Are you looking... I just think I got to ask you, so you need to be doing, I mean, I got this podcast Maybe you should do a, your own podcast or something, but what, what how do you, people, people do you, always say I need to write a book and yeah, I said, I, to, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. Chris, you need to do something mm-hmm. because you, it's even in this space of this podcast here, it's not enough time for people to get everything out of it and with yeah. you, but it is, you're, you're just, what you see, I want everyone and what you hear from Chrissy right now, wherever you're listening is what you get with you. You're, you're very consistent. You're not. Not woes me, none of that no. at all, and that's the that is where you got to be because you know there's a lot of people that get like that. Yeah. You always hear terrible results, mm-hmm. and 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 part of that now too as a survivor, and you keep surviving. You're on top of it. You're going to be treating it, and every time it, if anything rears its own head, you're going to take another exactly. sledgehammer and smack it down. That's right, and go right back to business again because mm-hmm. that's that's who you are, and it, it it you know, and everyone in your family you know loves you, and they want to make sure that. You know, grandma and mom is around for some many, many years I to know. follow, which is great. <laughs> and it, it's it's just, is there anything, though, you would like to tell? What would you tell anybody that's struggling right now, just in anything in life? What would you say to them? I mean, because it's just like somebody who's 46 years old, yeah. and you get this, it sounds like a, it sounds like a life sentence, a mm-hmm. death sentence. It mm-hmm. really would. Most people would take it that way right. and just, oh, and, and it would have been all and, it. And another thing, you too, just, Bob, don't mean to cut you off, yeah, but no. don't stop living. Yeah. You st- don't just don't just be in a slump and don't get out the bed and say, "Well, I got cancer, so I can't do this, so I'm not gonna go do this." Still, get out and do stuff because that what that's what keep you going. Still, get up and fix yourself up, even though uh, I wasn't going to work anymore. Right. When I would still go to radiation and um, to my doctor's appointment, I would still dress up like I would normally dress up. I didn't just put on a pair of sweatpants and some high shoes and my, uh, uh, leave my headscarf on because when you Look good, you feel good. I'm not saying you that's have key, to. But you know no, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I got you. You. D- you don't stop living. Yeah, you don't stop living. Now I did stop living for a minute because, um, not stop living, but my grandsons had football games, and to this day, my daughter and my grandson always fuss at me and say, "Well, Grandma, you don't come to my games because um, the radiation killed my ovaries, so it put me to early men- 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 uh, menopause." Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was dealing with her, yeah. the hot flashes. I, yeah. I couldn't do nothing um, without just breaking out in a hot sweat, and then going to those football games in that hot heat. I just couldn't. I yeah. just couldn't deal with. So this, it. Is, you see how much it impacts you in different yeah. ways. But mm-hmm. you'll find you'll circumvent that, and you'll still do family things yeah, together over here. Other stuff. I mean, yeah. you never look at it as it's nothing's a roadblock for Christy Mills. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that should have been the title. Maybe yeah. that's the title of your book. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna credit you for that. Yeah. What's it gonna be called? It's, it's gonna be called. There, no, there's nothing. There are no, oh, no, I just forgot what he just said. <laughs> no roadblocks? Yeah, no roadblocks for Christy Mills. Yeah, there's no, maybe just keep it as simple as that. I said it and I couldn't remember. There's no, yeah, there's no roadblocks right. for Christy Mills. That's what it was. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, I just, I had to hear myself say it so it sounded familiar. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. There are no roadblocks for Christy Mills. That's there you right. go. Because she knows how to get around them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That, that's the, that's the title of your next book. That that's it'd be good. And and so, but you're the author of that, and you're you're you know certainly going to be someone who's on there too. I wish there's a way. 
I know we could. I mean, this. I mean, I wish people could just see her. I mean, you just you're you're just stunning. Life goes on. Your beauty never changed. Oh, I mean, you. and I'm talking exterior, but you the inside beauty too. It it just resonates. You're all from inside out. It's it's all consistent, 100. percent And you. and it's because you live it. Thank you. You live that. You live the truth. You live not only the truth as we know that's first and foremost, that's but right. you 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 live it. Because you 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 fully in your heart believe it and you accept it. And I want to live. And you do want to live. The oh, there's no question. You, you have you have to want to live. Yeah, and you, you do. You can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't have people feeling sorry for you. Um, sympathy is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, it's right because you, know? you can't you can't we can't turn the clocks back. Mm -mm. But for everything you've gone through, it's unbelievable to see <laughs> you just sitting here. That's what I'm saying. Like when you if you were just to see you, if I walked into your state farm office. Yeah. And I'm greeted by you. I would see, oh, hello, Miss Mills, how are you? This and that, and just going in there. You would never think, that's what I'm saying. You can never judge its book by its cover, cover because mm -hmm. you just don't know what somebody has gone through. And you think, right. you know, somebody could be walking by and go, gosh, she's got it all. I mean, she's got everything, you know, and mm -hmm. you just don't know what you somebody's story know. is. That's right. That's that's what I think is so remarkable about you because I honestly, when I first did, I would say, there's no way she, you know, you would never think about that. Mm -hmm. Look at her and, and look how she acts, look how she behaves, look how she when she talks, when she speaks, everything she says. And, and you know, it's funny because I talk real fast and you're always like, Bob, I talk fast. We're both out to lunch. We're both, it's just our personalities. But to think that all that, you know, that's gone on, I know how crazy that would have been that feeling of not being able to talk or to feel mm -hmm. to get your thought out and, yes. and, and something, you know, it's just, it's just. Yes. And especially when I had went back to work, Yeah, I would talking to other clients, I'd be like, I know what I'm trying to say, but yeah. I can't get that word out. I can't, uh, I know what I'm trying to say, yeah. but the word is not there. Yeah. And then they'll be like, are you trying to say, I'm like, that. that's it. I, I just couldn't think of what yeah. I was trying to say. And uh, it was really, really bad. Um, I mean, that chemoneuropathy, and to this day still, yeah. not chemoneuropathy, well, that too, but sure, the, chemo, right. The, right. Um, the chemo brain, right. it is something serious. Because that chemo lingers in your body for a while. It, it stays in your body for years. That's crazy. And I didn't know that until that. Dr. Yeah. Jane told right. me that. He said, um, you know, um, I said, well, how long will I have this chemoneuropathy? He was like, it just depends on your body. Uh, I can't say, oh, it'll be gone in three months, six months. It just depends on how long the chemo stays in your body. Cause wow. it, and that's nothing, because it stays in your body, and it's continuously doing that mm -hmm. damage. It's doing every, it's killing, remember, it's killing every cell, good cell and bad cell in your body. Is there anything naturopathic you can do? Have you? T I'm sure I'm speaking it, it, like it this. Is, is there anybody, is, is probably one of those, it's such I mean, a potent... Um, but but let me tell you something. People, I'm going yeah, to tell me. People was coming know. to me saying, yeah. well, maybe you need, don't do chemo. Just do the natural and way. It drives you crazy when people say Because like, you know more than anybody. I'm like, this. you know what? Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I trust my team of doctors. And whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do it. That's a peace of mind. It's a peace of mind. Because you'd be driving yourself crazy. You can tell me to go eat this microphone. Guess yeah. what I'm going to do? Yeah, right. Eat the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Because no, like, I trust them. But you, but you know what? That's such a salient point. That's so germane that you just say this right now. Because mm -hmm. I think that's what happens to a lot of us. And it's so hard when you hear it. It's so easy for me on the outside. If you're not going through it, there's no one else that understands than you, oh, did you do this? Did you eat healthy? Yes. Are you doing that? And exactly. you're like, I trust my team. It's all I have to do. God put these people in my life for this yes. reason. You're getting through it, mm -hmm. clearly. Mm -hmm. So why are you going to stress yourself out? Mm -hmm. Could I do this? Could I do that? You would drive yourself crazy because there's so many methods out there, I'm sure. Yeah. And they're thinking about everything. They're thinking out of the box. That's I mean, right. he did with the the breast cancer chemo, which to me, who'd ever think of that? I mean, yeah. it's still, it, was a, it was a long shot. Yeah. You know, it helped for a little bit, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. and, and speaking of, speaking of yeah. breast, I just had my, because um, now yeah. 
um, I have mass in my breast now. So I just I, I, I found that out the end of um, I'm sorry the earlier this year. So I've had I've had to have um, biopsies done for that and ultrasounds, and I just had a, a biopsy done. Uh, I think it was three months ago. It came back good. Good, so all benign. So, I, uh-huh, so I, but I just went back Monday to have another ultrasound. They just want to make sure that it sure. hadn't gotten bigger. So now I'm good to go until May, and then I have another mammogram, right. another ultrasound. Which women need to get their mammograms yeah, anyway. exactly, and another yeah, um, right. CAT scan just to make sure that the tumors that I have now in my breast are not um, don't turn cancerous. Uh, is this, do you think this could be related to... A little bit. It mm-hmm. just they're just not getting there yet. We're we're exactly. getting there and before. So, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. So that's why they they be on top of everything. God, um, you're not going to miss a trick. I'm here. not going to miss a doctor's gonna, appointment. Yeah. I'm not going. Somebody can say, "Hey, you going on a free trip?" Because I'm like, mm-mm, I got a doctor's appointment that day. Yeah, um, I can see why you're mm-hmm. you you're you're very you're very. And you know what's interesting? I, I it's funny you say you are someone who watches that. You're you're on top of the clock because we're at yeah. lunch that day. And I didn't want you to get nervous. I know you're getting the way the traffic is like ridiculous where we were. <laughs> I totally get it. And you were only like two minutes away exactly. from where we were eating. And you're you just got in there and you came in. You go, Bob, I'm so sorry. I'm just. I go, Chrissy, don't worry about it. I said mm-hmm. I'm always. I'm shoot. I'm conveniently and casually late all the time, you know. But you did that. But when you came close to your lunch was complete, you go, Bob, you just were exactly. whippity ding boom boom. I said yeah. you should be in the news business, but <laughs> you're like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta so like, go. But I understand because I can't because I can't take advantage of no. Him. I understand. People that. take advantage of their bosses, and you're gonna mess it up for everybody else. So I want to make sure that you're I don't mess person. up that what he's allowing me to do. I cannot miss it. You up are leading by example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you are here, and she is here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. Thank that's you. right, Christy Mills. We love you. Thank you. I love you, Bob. We thank do. You. Look, we're matching. And thank you. And that's right. We didn't even think. And I didn't even call you. Look at it. You got the memo. Exactly. <laughs> we got. I got a red tie for listening, and it matches her wonderful red blazer she has on there mm-hmm. right now too, because she's got a lot of heart. She looks great. Thank you. That's good. Classy lady and she's still a young lady too at that which is great a young grandma gee whiz i'll be (laughs) darned well we want to thank you so much christy and uh if you want to get see christy again check out her facebook christy mills but check out the wrbl podcast and speaking of which we're here in the bob jeswold show every seven o'clock eastern six central uh mountain time and you know the whole rest and you can catch him right here you can also catch us right here of course on apple spotify and iheart so you can check us on these platforms as well and WRBL.com, as we told you, the podcast play zone. Catch us on social media accounts too B Jeswell WRBL, Twitter, Facebook, Bob Jeswell WRBL, and Instagram, B Jeswell WRBL. I have a link there for, uh, for one of the ways you can get your podcasts, any way you like to get it. But any way you like to uh, get our podcast every week and know about our journey is to take it off thyself. And that way, you're certainly empowering yourself and others, leading by example, like Christy Mills is doing right now. Thank you for being a testimony today. Thank you. And that's your purpose. That's, that's you fine. know that. You know Thank that. Thank you. Thanks, Christy. Thank you.